Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. We're glad to have you. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Let's do this uh, because we have got um, Matt LaFleur, and uh, he ended up speaking to the media today. So let's take a listen to what Matt LaFleur and his uh, season-ending presser sounded like. Here's Matt LaFleur. Had a chance to meet with the team uh, this morning. Similar message to what I told them the other night. You know, every year is such a, a, a long journey. And there's a lot of ups and downs, trials and tribulations throughout it, a lot of adversity. But I was so proud of how these guys hung on, continued to fight, to battle. I thought the team we were at the beginning of the year was certainly not the team we were at the end of the year. Um, Definitely disappointed how it ended, especially I thought for the majority of the game, I thought we outplayed them. Um, I thought we had plenty of opportunities to, to win the football game and didn't make some critical plays. There were some um, other things that went against us that just happened. Um, but was really proud of just the resiliency of the group. I've said that many times. And the willingness to work and come together and continue to fight for one another, I think that's absolutely imperative. Um, and also reiterated to them that just because we got to a certain spot doesn't mean that's guaranteed moving forward. So... What are we going to do to get better? Um, and the expectation is that when they come back April 15th, they're better than the team that left today. And that's not just going to happen by chance. you got to work at it. And you got to put in a lot of hard work. you got to have a great plan. The coaches are meeting with, with uh, each individual right now and giving them one to two things to kind of work on over the, the course of these next three months. Um, and then hopefully we'll work on those things and give them something new when they come back. But um, I know there's going to be a lot of long-term big big picture questions. Um, I'm not there yet, fellas. Uh, we're just, like I said, we're just starting the process. I gave everybody off yesterday. I came in yesterday and, and watched the tape, all three phases. Um, but it, it, we're just getting into the evaluation portion right now. So um, probably not going to have many answers for you guys. Um, haven't met with any of our coaches yet. That'll, that'll start this afternoon. Certainly meet with the coordinators and then go down with all the position coaches. And um, But I, I am proud of this group. I thought just it's never easy in this league. I think this is arguably the most competitive league of all the, you know, four major professional sports. Um, Anybody can beat any other team on any given Sunday, as cliche as that is, but uh, it's the truth. And, um, but just really proud of our guys, man. Just where we were to where we ended, I think, I think you all saw, you know, a lot of improvement there. Because they've been through ups and downs in a season and been able to pull it together late. How is a young team able to do it? 
That's a great question. Um, I just, I think we were committed to our process throughout the entire season. And it's easy to get hung up on the end results. Um, but it really comes back down to how you do things on a daily basis, how you're finding different ways to get better. Um, and just sticking together, like fighting through some, some tough times. And uh, I think there's, there's been a lot of growth, a lot of learning lessons. Um, certainly, I, I think I learned a ton, not only as a, as a head coach, but as a play caller, as a guy dealing with um, just the number of young players on our team, how to handle these guys, how to lead. Um, so I thought, all in all, there was there was a, there's a lot of good that came out of this. And I'm sure the disappointment is similar to last year because anytime you end your season with a loss, that's going to be the case. But a year ago, you entered an off season of uncertainty, and it sure looks like there's a bright future. How different does it feel during this off season? Yeah, I think, uh, and that's one of the things I reiterated to our guys is just understand. The expectations going into this season are not going to be the same expectations going into next season. And they've earned that. But with that, uh, you better put in the work because nothing's guaranteed, like I talked about. And um, so we, they're going to have to get to work here quickly, give, give a couple days to decompress, and then get back on the grind. Uh, talked again uh, just about trying to get his hamstring issues, you know, figured out. What what can you guys do as an organization to sort of help him through that process? Yeah, we have a plan. We have a plan in place. Um, I know Flea's been been diligent working on that in terms of going to different places to do all the scans and whatever we need to do. And I think certainly Christian's going to be a big part of that process. Just um, but, yeah, that's something that we need to figure out because he is he's an impact player. And we see his, his value when he's going at, at full strength, uh, his ability to make plays for us, explosive plays. Um, and, I mean, we're better when he's on the grass. You mentioned guys, you mentioned sticking together and how guys are fighting for each other. How do you... What do you do to, to make sure that culture stays in place when, as you said, the expectations next year are going to be different than these guys? Well, and, and this is one of the things I talk to the team about is, you know, as a coach, you can get up there and, and preach all, all you want, but at the end of the day, each individual has to make that choice. And I think that comes down to the character of the men in the room. Um, and we're fortunate that this something as an organization, I think Goody and his staff, do a hell of a job just getting people in here that have high football character um, because it's it's not always easy and to see our guys just hang hang tough you know through all the through all the adversity and, and continue to fight and battle uh, I was really proud of them in that regard you talked to us shortly after the end of the season last year you had said at that point you anticipated all your assistants being back for this year. What's your thought process now if you made that decision? As I said, uh, just I haven't even thought about that at this at this stage. Uh, kind of going through everything right now. 
I want to certainly sit down with every assistant before any decisions are made. Uh, was there any uh, context or clarification needed to what they said on the broadcast that you apparently told them that you pray before every kick you guys have? That was extremely disappointing uh, that that's how that message got uh, portrayed. Um, you know, I've been doing this for, been a part of production meetings for ever since I became a coordinator. And I've never had a, an experience like that. But it is what it is. I talked to honors about it. And, you know, I think anytime something's out of your control, you, you know, kind of saying it in jest and having fun with it. But it got portrayed that way. And, you know, it, it's a learning lesson for me. What do you need to do at kicker this offseason? You have to bring the competition in, obviously. Yeah, I think we, we want competition at every position. So I, we're always going to bring in competition. I, I'm a firm believer that competition brings out the best in one another. Matt, it's been a pretty long time since Jordan has had to face some adversity because he's been playing at such a high level for a while now. What did you notice maybe in the last 24, 48 hours just in his demeanor and coming off of how that game ended? And, and what's the next step for him to take this offseason? Well, I think one of the things, and I, I mean, we, we all know the how resilient he is. And um, one of the things that I think he's done such an unbelievable job with is just every situation he's been in, He's learned from it. So I would fully expect that to be the case after this last game. And there was a lot of great moments in the game. Certainly it didn't end as great as we wanted it to. And I, I just think, you know, the, a lot of players, when you, when you get in a position, when you're down, you try to make the big play. You try to make it. But you can't force it. And I think that's kind of the lesson from that, you know, certainly – um, there was nothing there, and sometimes the best play is a throwaway. And but that's not—I mean, there were so many plays in that game, guys. Right? That that had they gone different, you know, we might have had a different result. There was there was probably ten plays in the game, so that's one of of the ones that's tough to deal with. But I think he'll be better for it in the long run. Veteran quarterbacks have made that mistake, too. There was one here that did it a couple times. But given the way Jordan had played, were you surprised that that happened? Had you thought maybe you had moved past some of that? I mean, it was so out of character for the way he had played the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I think any time, like, I think, yeah, I, I would say we're all we were all a little surprised. But like I said, that, that play didn't lose the game. Um, there was plenty of, plenty of other... Uh, opportunities there for us. We shouldn't have been in that situation, quite frankly. I mean, this is the way I saw it, you know, when I watched the tape. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that we were. And like I said, we just got to, we all got to learn from it, myself included. Yeah, but doesn't that speak to how far he came? I mean, you think about where he was and indecisive, and, and <clears throat> you could see a young quarterback committing one of Tom Clement's mortal sins. And mm -hmm. that's, it, doesn't it tell us how far he came that we were so surprised that he made that mistake? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I think, yeah, he had a hell of a year. Let's not, let's not look past that. He really did. Just to see the growth, um, 
I, I talked about it the other night. Obviously, it, the results speak for themselves, but uh, the growth of him is just is the, the commander out there. Um, he's an extension of us, and I thought the ownership that he showed, the leadership that he showed, um, was 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 a great sign for us. Just now in the locker room was pretty emotional about his future and the unknown and how much he really wants to be here. Uh, obviously, you're going to have some turnover, but what did what did you get from him this year? What do you like about him? And then the other young offensive lineman in that room too. There's yeah, he's uh, yeah, Runyon's he, he's done a hell of a job since the day he got here, and you know he's played a lot of football for us, and he's been very consistent. I know he he battled through some things this year from a just health standpoint, and um, but uh, again, another resilient guy that you know you can always count on. And I know there's a there's a lot of things that are unknown in this business that we got to kind of work through and navigate. And but he's been a, a a very valuable member of our football team these past few years. How do you kind of break down what happened during the season defensively? When, you know, the first 13 games were pretty uneven, kind of a roller coaster, and then you started to play a little better towards the end. How, how do you break that down, or have you already in your mind as to, you know, what the season was? Yeah, that's, like I said, that, that's going to be the next step is to kind of go through and, you know, figure out how we can be a little bit more consistent. And it's not just on defense, and it's in every phase, right? Because, um, we certainly had our moments uh, on teams and, and on offense as well. Uh, where there was, there's always going to be moments of struggle, but how can we be a little bit more consistent? Kind of looking at what what we do well. Uh, how can we best put our players in position uh, to have success? And that's just that's going to be part of this next process. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to, because this is pretty long, we got about another 15, 20 minutes to go. So let's, let's break there. We'll uh, take a quick one. We'll come back. We'll listen to uh, Matt LaFleur's end of season press conference. Stay right where you're at. We got more of the Bill Michael show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. Good to have you back, and uh, we wrap it up with the uh, second half of the Matt LaFleur postseason press conference. Take a listen to the head coach. What changed on defense? Um, to get it trained the right way, was it schematic changes? Was it the players just playing better? What did you, you see there? I think it was all of the above, and, um, you know, that's, that's going to be part of the conversation. going to go through the process and, uh, you know, at, at my own pace. Jair Alexander responded the last few weeks after he came back from the suspension. I thought he responded. He, he did an outstanding job. You know, like I said, sometimes, whether it's in football or in life, sometimes you go through some hardship and you're better for it. And I think Ja could sit here and tell you, and we had a great conversation a minute ago, 
as tough as that was, uh, really on on everybody here, um, I just I do think that our just our level of communication will be so much clearer and consistent. And I think there's a lot of good that actually ended up coming out of that. So it's, it was tough. It was tough on him. It was tough on me, our team. Um, but I, I love how you how you responded. And that's life. You got two choices. You can either go in the tank or you can try to learn and grow and be better for it. And I th think he certainly has taken uh, that approach. Yeah, well, you were a little more involved in the in defense at the end of the year and the game planning, right? Um, is there time to do that for a full season? Is there enough time in the week or does, is that something that's not viable? It just it, every year is a little bit different in terms of, um, you know, I got to make some decisions in terms of how we do, you know, game plan offensively. Um, going to look at all that stuff and, you know, try to do what's best for our football team. So if that involves somebody else calling it, we, we could go that route as well. Kicking around. Oh, right. Yeah, I've got so much confidence in our offensive staff and Adam Stenovich and uh, being able to do that. I think I've said it many times. The we we are pretty collaborative on the headsets on game day. Um, you know, part of that's just making sure that people in, can anticipate kind of what calls are going to be uh, called in the game, so we can get our players prepared. But it's it's a pretty collaborative approach. I get you're not a huge ego guy, but you kind of said that kind of flippantly there. Are you, you would seriously consider like McCarthy gave him gave it up, and four months later he was taking it back. Like that's a that'd be a pretty big change if you. I, I'm just saying I'm not close-minded to anything. Whatever allows our team to go out there and be our best, I'm 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 down for whatever. Absolutely. I mean, we'd be crazy not to, right? Not on your side. Sorry, on Mike's side that he wants to continue to coach. Um, yeah, I think that's something that we're, we're going to work through, and um, you know, I'm I'm hopeful. So, uh, but you know, he's been doing this for a long time. I think he's earned the right to make whatever decision is best for him and his family. Certainly, it was a big sacrifice for him to give up living in California, coming to Green Bay. Um, but man, I can't speak enough of the man, the coach, um, what he's meant to us. I didn't know what we were necessarily getting into two years ago, but I think he's, we're all better for having Tom around. Um, I think I'm, I'm a better coach for having Tom around. I think our players certainly benefited from having Tom around. Um, but he's, he's a great man, a great coach, great friend down the stretch and just how, how hot he finished the best five-game stretch of his career. He's also going to be entering his age 30 season at a position where it can go quickly. Uh, how, how do you evaluate that with running backs in general? And obviously with him, what, what, what do you look for in his future? Yeah, I think that's all, that always is a tough one. But um, he, I, I, I mean, shoot, the product looked pretty good to me. Um, he certainly had an impact on the game and an impact on our on our offense, an impact on our team with our that with our late season push. 
you know, I don't know if we do all that without him. So, um, again, that's all part of the process. Matt, a lot of this said about the standard that <coughs> set. How much promise did this season have on the standard? Well, I mean, like I told the team, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're never staying the same. So, um, I think the expectations are going to be higher. I think our standards that we've developed over the course of the year through our process, how we practice, to how we go out and compete, um, you know, I, I would expect us for them to continue to improve, and um, I'd be disappointed if we if we didn't get better. Matt, was there a game or a moment this season that encapsulated the 2023 Packers? Um, I don't know. I mean, there was there was a lot of wild moments. I mean, from week one to being down seventeen nothing versus New Orleans and coming and having a fourth quarter comeback. Um, you know, to a lot of heartbreakers along the way. I do think and I've said this many times. I think that Pittsburgh game was kind of a turning point for us, as tough as that was. Um, but. You know, that's that's life in the National Football League. It's it's never going to be smooth sailing. There's going to be some some choppy waters along the way, and you just got to um, hang on for for dear life and try to stay resilient and stick together. And that's what that's what's so rewarding about this team. And it's it's tough right now because this obviously still stings, but just um, I think a. Quite frankly, uh, a lot of other teams may have faltered. Matt, I, I don't know if this qualifies as a big picture question. Where are you kind of thinking you're at with David Bakhtiari? Uh, you know, you know how well he played. You're hoping that he's come out the other side. Do you, do you see a scenario where he's your left tackle next year? I think everything's all that's possible. Um, I mean, we certainly can't. Um, I mean, he's a hell of a player, right? He is a hell of a player. Uh, and he had a, a big-time injury. So I'm sure we'll evaluate that, get more information, talk to Dave, and some of those decisions will be made in the near future. How do you view the season, Matt? You know, for a lot of years here with Aaron, it was Super Bowl, Super Bowl, meeting <laughs> for you too, right? So you come into this year, there's really no expectations. Um, you don't get to the Super Bowl, but it seems like the foundation has really been laid for the future. Yeah, um, it's always that's always a tough question to answer. Just being what forty eight hours off a, a disappointing ending, um, because at the end of this thing, and it's hard to see that perspective. Is only one team is truly happy. Uh, you know, I've only been to one Super Bowl, and it ended in epic failure and disaster there, and when we lost to New England, when I was in Atlanta. Um, so I felt that, and that was, I mean, that one stung for a really long time. Shoot, it still stings. But, um, you know, you, you, try to, you try to keep perspective, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that, because it's just, it's so fresh. I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed that we're not preparing right now for Detroit. You know, um, but that's the circumstances we're under. And I just, the thing I keep going back to is just kind of everything we ha had to navigate through. And 
just the team staying together. So for that, I'm, I'm very proud of the, the guys in that regard. Where were you, where were you um, just from what you had left on your place sheet, what you thought um, your team, the condition, and everything was in that last drive? You know, did you feel really good that you would be able to drive down and, and get something? Where, where were you at? I did. I, I did. I, th I thought we had plenty of time. We had two timeouts. Uh, felt like there was some things that we could exploit, and you know, unfortunately, didn't get it done. So, um, I think that's an area that we we certainly got to improve on a little bit. Is those end of game situations? Um, you know, Jordan and I have talked about that. Just what we're calling, what we're asking guys to do. You're always going to look at yourself first and be critical on yourself and making sure that you get the right plays dialed up for the guys and um, making sure just that communication so we're, everybody's on the same page. Um, never want to surprise guys with, with a call or anything like that. And um, I think that's an area of, of our game where we can certainly see some improvements moving forward. Did you have full use of Aaron Jones on that drive? Because he said on that long run he had kind of tweaked his hamstring a little. Did you even know that? That was not known to me, which is probably good in the moment. <laughs> hey, Matt, um, was there any long-term concern with AJ's neck injury? Because I know it was a stinger, but I, I don't know how often those keep you out for almost a month. And, you know, with his future uncertain, just what do you think of what he's given you the last four years? Yeah, AJ's been a, um, a great member of our team. And certainly I think you know, you got to have multiple backs in this league. You have to. It's just the, the pounding these guys take. And I think you could really see his value every year towards the end of the season. Um, but it just, it's unfortunate. It's one of those weird in injuries. And I, I fully expect him to have a full recovery from it, if that's what you're asking. But, uh, yeah, I would, you know, I told him I'd, Shoot, I'd love to have him back here. Jordan said after the game that he's really going to focus on those in-game two-minute drill situations this offseason. And it's something that you guys practiced, obviously, all last offseason, too. But going into year two now, how do you how do you organize that? How do you how do you hone that in the offseason with, with him? Well, you got to practice it. And you got to put him in those situations. And I, I do think, like, just I know you guys aren't out there at practice. I think that's an area where I, I've seen a lot of growth. Um, unfortunately, it, it, it didn't come to fruition this past game, but I have seen a lot of growth in that regard, and I'm confident that, you know, that's going to be an area that we're going to put the time in and we'll, we'll, we'll see improvements there. But it's not just him. It's, it's myself as a, as a play caller. It's just the total execution of, of everybody involved. Common though for for a young quarterback because he's checked so many boxes this season, right? And it's just the, those situational things when you get a, a larger catalog of reps, experience uh, as you go through this. Is that is that pretty common to be one of the last things for a young guy to really sink into? Yeah, I would, I would say so. Um, you know, and I mean every guy's different. So, but yeah, I've seen it with a lot of young quarterbacks. Man, I don't know if you. Uh, Will ever come across a rookie class like the one you did that's able to play as many snaps as it possibly did? Um, I'm sure you can speak to it too about 
their football knowledge and everything like that. And you're going to have, you got a pretty nice tank of uh, picks coming up this week. Did you learn something about the so guys? That's the sweet I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it all feels like this week. Sorry. Um, is did you learn something about the evaluation of players and like what kind of guys really fit what you do? And would that be something you could be carrying into this draft too? Yeah, I think you're you're constantly trying to learn and um, you know uh, tweak your process or whatever to tr try to find those high football character guys and. I mean, it's you got to give credit to Goody and his staff. I feel like they they hit the jackpot on on really the last couple drafts and um, just getting guys that love football, that love the grind. You know, if if you find people that are willing to work and they they love it, then they got a chance of hitting their potential, whatever that ceiling may be. You got a chance of hitting that and. Um, just to see the growth and development of these guys throughout the course of the season has been has been pretty cool to watch, and certainly it's I think it's a pretty good nucleus moving forward. But we got to continue to to push them, and they got to continue to work. Otherwise, people regress, and we we certainly don't want to see that, and uh, we can't have it for us to get to where we want to go in the future. Talking with a lot of guys today, it's easy to say now you. We believed the whole time, right? But you got David before the season, clearly not happy that Aaron Rodgers isn't here anymore. You got everything you dealt with. You with just out yourself. <laughs> uh, you've got everything you dealt with with Jair. You got guys that are pissed that you traded Rasul. You got Devondre tweeting what he tweeted about playing through injury. There were a lot of moments where things could have gone the other way. I'm wondering, did you feel like you... Personally, I know you don't like to give yourself credit, but was there a time where you were like, holy cow, this is teetering on going the other way, and do you feel really good about what you and your staff and your guys were able to do to prevent this from being a 6-11 and 11 season where you're like, I mean, we'd be entering into a different, completely different offseason if you guys hadn't rescued it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm proud of everybody. Um, certainly, I think you can't ask the players to stay together if you don't stay together as a staff. And so I think that's kind of where it starts. And it's not just the coaching staff, it's the personnel department staying connected with the coaches, it's everybody. And I, I think it just speaks to, again, the character of the people that we have in the building because all that's a choice. And, um, you know, it tells me that we got a lot of great people here. and. You got to continue to lean into that and continue to grind and push one another to be better. And we got to um, find ways to to get better. Um, but all in all, I just yeah, I, I can't say enough about just it's fun to come to work every day when you're when you're with like-minded people that want to find different ways to to get better and don't feel like they have all the answers. And you can challenge one another, and that's the kind of environment we want here. Uh, I, say, I think there's a lot of things we worry about just naturally as coaches, um, and there was there was yeah there were some trying moments, no doubt about it. But I think that's true of every season, and some can be 
you know, what, what you don't want to do is, is for the world to kind of see some of the cracks because there are cracks. I don't care what team you're on. Um, you know, you, you want to keep that business kind of in-house. And I know some of the stuff got out there a little bit and, you know, we got to learn from that, that as well and, and try to keep stuff in-house. And, um, but just the ability for everybody to buy in, continue to fight for, for one another. I can't tell you how important that is with any team. If you get guys that, that you know, genuinely like working with, with each other and will fight for the man next to them, I think then you got a chance. Um, because all these guys, one of the things you love about this game is all these guys have their own hopes and aspirations and their own personal wants and desires, but can you still put the team first? And that's not easy to always do. Um, but that's something that we're going to continue to stress because I, I'm a big believer that if the team has success, everybody will benefit from it ultimately. And we've seen a lot of that here in the past. A lot of people have benefited from you know, successful seasons. So hopefully we can continue that type of mindset and that approach moving forward and you know, have a more successful season next season. I thought that was a pretty good ending right there, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we know everybody asked you about special teams. Um, I don't think you put much into the Goslin rankings, but you were 29th there. I know you got super young kickers. I get that part of it. You're better than everywhere else. I guess what did you think of, of that group, and was it up to, you, up to your standard? Yeah, I th I, again, I think, you know, you, you try to look at it on a game-by-game -game basis, really in every phase. Did we play well enough in that phase to win? Um, certainly some some moments are going to be better than the others. Like I thought, for the most part, this past game, I thought we did a pretty good job. Um, but there's there's one play that's going to get highlighted, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just continuing to find ways to be a little bit more consistent, whether it's in the kicking game, um, you know, whether we're, we're returning kicks, punts, whatever it may be. But I, I do think just... I think the culture in that phase and the mindset is where it needs to be. I think we're tough. I think we're competitive. Um, you know, I, I try not to get too wrapped up in some of those rankings. I think when you just look at overall rankings and stats in general, like when, when you really look at the margins, I mean, small margins, but um, can we be better? Absolutely. But I think we, we've said that for every phase. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. There you go. That is Matt LaFleur. Let's do this. There's a lot to decipher. We went long because we wanted you to hear it all. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll, excuse me. We'll come back, and uh, we'll kind of – what your thoughts were on what you heard. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program. Bill Michael Show. We continue on. And uh, if you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go do so. Uh, I Look, it was a lot to decipher. It was a lot to kind of talk about. Uh, I, I guess it was, you know, we talked a little bit about it with Mike Clemens uh, a little earlier today about all the different things that Matt LaFleur went to. Um, it's it's timely. It's I, I get everything he's saying. I, I you got to kind of listen, and you do. I, I people want to roll their eyes, and but that's fine. If you don't roll, if you want to roll your eyes, and you want to not listen, you want to make fun the whole time. Well, then you're not getting anything out of it, and you're kind of going into that blind. But if you listen to what he had to say, first of all, I some things he doesn't say. He doesn't talk about Joe Barry. He doesn't get into other things when it comes to special teams and such. I I, I get all that. He's got end of season evaluations and such to to provide, but I said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, The whole thing about getting out the Anders Carlson, I pray. Look, you said it. It's nobody else's fault. It came out of your lips. You know, Uh, I've always said, if you don't want to, you know, if, if once you put it in writing, once you say it to somebody, it's out there. If it never comes out of your lips, it never gets reported. And it did. It is unfortunate if you did it in the sense of confidence and said, hey, don't say that, but this is what I do, then that's then that's on the Fox team. But don't, you know, this whole thing about blaming the media for everything, and like I said, it's just, well, you guys do this, and you guys want that, and you guys want to know this. It's like, stop. We can ask the questions. You know, if you want to evade them, that's fine. If you want to look like you, you can't talk about things, that's fine. God knows that, you know, that organization is the ultimate of Red China. It just is. I understand that. So what you got out of it is there's a consideration that if it makes the team better, he would consider giving up play calling. You got out of it that he has not made the evaluations on the coaches. He was not going to talk about it. Sometimes what's what's not said is louder than what is said. So you got to kind of listen, you know, in that sense. Uh, The whole thing about not knowing Aaron Jones was nicked up is on one hand, it explains the end of the game. On the other hand, if you don't have a guy out there that's 100% and can't really go, then then you can't put him on the field. So Aaron Jones, and I, and I don't know where, the, there's got to be some gray area in there. I don't know where all that lies. But you got to look at him and go, Aaron, if you, can't, if you can't go, you can't hurt the team. Because we could have used you coming out of the backfield. Now, he's your best blitz guy. He's, he picks up the blitz better than any other running back they have. So maybe that's what you needed him for. I don't know. But you understand that. He talks about a lot of different players. He talked about the greatness of a lot of players, but would not commit in many certain areas. You know, talked about John Runyon, would love to have him back. But, you know, there's decisions to make, you know. So, in other words, dude, slow your roll. We're not going to tell you definitely what's going on. The Bakhtiari thing. When Bakhtiari's healthy, he's one of the best. You know, it's predicated by when he's healthy. He's one of the best. Well, that's true. When he's healthy, he is one of the best. You understand it, you know. But he's not going to commit to that because we all know he's a salary cap casualty. So there's a lot of things that Matt LaFleur is not – he is not the coach that's going to go out and rip guys. He's just not that guy, you know. He was even emphatic about Christian Watson. you got to find a way to get this guy on the field. You know, and I get the sense by that discussion, if you you listen and have listened all season long, you get the sense that – they're kind of at the end of the rope with Christian Watson. 
you know? They're in, at, at the end of that rope. It's it's kind of like, you know, if you you can't make the club from the tub. You just can't. We, we can't hang on to a roster spot for a guy that, that's not out there. He's going to get, like, one more shot. Go away this season. Follow everything that everybody needs to do. Follow your – whether it's figuring out a way to get that hamstring healthy and going to clinics or whatever. you got to do all of that. But you got to figure out a way to stay healthy because you can't miss 12 out of a 17-game season and then come back and expect, one, to be paid, and two, to be a part of the game plan. And three, once you do get healthy – you're, you're far behind everybody else. You're sitting in the receiver room. You understand it. But as far as the nuances of being able to play, you're still far behind everybody else. So that came out. You know, same thing. Uh, good, good point. Quarterback Matt says same thing for Eric Stokes. Absolutely. He may have played his last game in Green Bay. I mean, if you can't get healthy and you can't stay healthy, then maybe they need to let him go. You, there's going to be a lot of decisions that need to be made on the roster, there always is. Usually it's about 25% of your roster will roll over. You know, veterans will leave, young guys will get cut, guys will come to the end of their rookie deals, and they're not re- really worth retaining, um, that type of thing, you know. But when it comes to the coaching staff, I mean, spoke highly of everybody, but was noncommittal. And that's good. That's not a bad thing. That's good, right? That's a good thing. Because you're always looking to get better, and if you don't have anything better on the horizon, then you keep what you, you stick with what you know. But if you can find better on the horizon and take that chance, then you got to do that. It's about getting better. Like he said, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. There is no middle ground in the National Football League. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Final segment coming up. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show, final segment before we get out of here tomorrow. We're going to push Eric Branchek back to tomorrow. Eric, uh, it's, it wasn't fair. We wanted to get the uh, entire end of season Matt LaFleur press conference in today, so we wanted to make sure we had time for Eric, and uh, it'd probably be a little bit better. We'll watch a little bit more film and kind of, uh, you know, go through a season-ending synopsis, so to speak, uh, of the team and what we saw and what we witnessed. Uh, we'll talk with Mike again later in the week, I'm sure, uh, and, and kind of, you know, do more, a few more things regarding, uh, you know, the Packers as we head into the NFC and the AFC Championship weekends. A reminder that uh, as disappointing as it is that the Green Bay Packers not going to the Super Bowl this year, but we are. Uh, we are the ones in the state of Wisconsin and beyond that are heading out there. We're going to be in Las Vegas for an entire week of Super Bowl coverage. Radio Row, we're going to be out there beginning on the uh, – we leave here on the, uh, I believe, the second or third. And uh, our program begins on the 5th. So the 5th through the 9th, we're going to be live from Las Vegas, Radio Row, less than two weeks away from our uh, departure date. And then coming up on uh, Saturday night, the 10th, Saturday night, February 10th, uh, in Milwaukee, you're going to be able to watch a, uh, a best of two hours worth of a Super Bowl preview show coming up uh, regarding the Bill Michaels show on the CW, or My24, My24 in Milwaukee. So we're looking forward to that, too. That's going to do it for today. 
Really good day, and we'll get back to a lot of normal stuff tomorrow, but really good day today, and thanks to everybody for paying attention to the program today on a on a, uh, a Venet, a Venet and Air It Out Monday. Until we talk again 20 hours from now, time for us to go. Have a go. Whoop.